0: Over the past several years, the artificial tree has taken its toll on the Christmas tree industry, but will this be the year to switch back to real trees? In this episode of Balsam Analysis, I'll be talking with consumer Mr. Patrick Foley of Massachusetts, as well as Ms. Marcia Gray of the National Christmas Tree Promotion Board, and getting their insights and thoughts on the upcoming Christmas tree season as we try to predict exactly how well the Christmas tree industry will do this winter. Every year, Christmas tree farmers from around the country who sell 500 trees or more give 15 cents per tree to the National Christmas Tree Promotion Board in its checkoff program, It's Christmas, Keep It Real. Similar to the dairy industry's Got Milk, it's Christmas, Keep It Real serves to target key consumers through positive promotion. Ms. Marcia Gray oversees his marketing and checkoff program as the industry seeks to continue and expand. And the consumer demographic that they target proves very interesting. I'm wondering if you could walk me through the idea of the It's Christmas, Keep It Real campaign. Who do you target with this marketing and how do you see different people responding?
1: Sure. You know, the, um, the campaign, first of all, is very new. The promotion board was named in 2015 and our first campaign was for the 2016 holiday. So we're still a really new campaign. Um, and even in those few years, we have really honed in on that target demographic and our target demographic or our sweet spot, if you will, really is millennial mom. That's kind of how we refer to it. We really are looking to young millennial families as they're creating their holiday traditions. Um, We know those are important years when, you know, first home, first baby, starting a family, doing things with the family. That's a real driver. And uh, the real Christmas tree experience is just that an experience. It's something that families like to do together. So we really know that is a a real sweet spot for us. And that's really who we tend to target with our campaign.
0: Do you ever try to target different ages or demographics of consumers? And what different types of advertising do consumers in the industry respond to the best?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, we have, um, we tar- we've, we've selected this target because it makes sense. Um, people sometimes age out of our product. You're, you're from the industry; you sort of know that sometimes when people get older, you know the tree's great, but it might be a little more trouble than they want to to to, to take on each season really the the sweet spot for us are those families. So what we've done is we've targeted our marketing primarily in digital. Um, It's almost all digital, social media, um, earned media, online, YouTube, places where um, that market, that demographic is going, whether it's for their information, for their news, for their fun, uh, for their communication, that's where we're going. If we were looking at an older market, we might be doing more things like television or even uh, radio and, and, print. Now we love to get coverage in any of those markets and, or any of those media. you know, television, we've been on television. We, we, we do a lot of that work, but being, looking for a young audience, it really is digital. And that is our driver.
0: Absolutely. And how have you seen those, uh, like millennial families, millennial moms responding to your marketing, how have the consumers, uh, seen it and has that influenced how they've kind of purchased um, Christmas trees and their consumption?
1: Yeah, it's, the, the challenge is because we aren't the final, we we can't count the final sales. I'm not actually selling Christmas trees, so it's a little hard for me to see if that's, if that's really making the impact but we're hearing from many of our producers and and growers and people in the sales area saying they're seeing that influx and and it is those young families and they're looking at it as an experience which is exactly what we're promoting. We do know how many people we reach for example with videos and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram posts because we can see the traction, we can see the reactions, we can see them sharing, liking, watching, viewing, Um, whether that turns into a Christmas tree sale is the challenge. We're never always certain about that. The way we will determine, bottom line, how we will determine our success is if the Christmas tree industry votes that we continue. Um, like all of these other campaigns, you know, Got Milk, Beef, It's What's for Dinner, all of these marketing campaigns for commodities, um, on a regular basis, in our case, every five years, the industry will vote, do we keep this or are we're tired of it, it's not working. Um, so we just passed a referendum last year, they felt it was worth continuing. Um, if the growers and the industry feels we're being successful and we're doing the right things, we'll continue. That's that's really going to be what tells us if we've done the job.
0: Definitely, um, you touched on "Got Milk," which is I would say a pretty popular one, especially being from a, a, a big cow area. Um, but I'm wondering, what is you know, like the reasoning behind "It's Christmas, Keep It Real"? Like, what about the consumer did you think uh, would respond to that name specifically?
1: You know that that little tagline was. Um, came to us from our ad agency, and, you know, it was interesting, you know, we're so deeply involved in the industry, it's sometimes hard to look at it as a consumer, and our agency, they're not Christmas tree growers, and they kind of looked at what we were doing, and they see it, I mean, when, when they say it, they say it almost like, well, duh, it's Christmas. Keep it real. You know, like, like like, well, what else would you choose? This is the most real thing you can do. Um, you can think of it a lot of ways, but that really where it was where they came from. Like, well, you got to keep it real. And it just seemed to resonate. We tried it one year and consumers get it. Our growers get it. It, it rolls off the tongue pretty easily The keep it real messaging. Um and, and so far, there's really not really had any thought or push of changing that. Um, so it, it, was just, it was just a wild stab. Somebody thought it sounded right, and we agreed. And so far, it seems to be, it seems so stuck. So I think that's what we will be for a while.
0: Definitely. And I'm wondering, with that campaign, do you ever get input from consumers? Do you ever hear from the consumers directly? And if so, what kind of input do you hear from them?
1: Sure, um, yeah, we don't do anything without testing. Um, we've done everything from focus groups um, before we roll something out, maybe showing them some different options, what do they think, what drives them to purchase. We also do a lot of um, consumer survey work with our, our public relations firm. For example, um, we will test every message that we use. One, here's a great example, a lot of growers will say to us, All we need to do is tell them that these are better for the environment than artificial trees, and you're going to win with that message. And we really felt that that the the sustainability and the environmental message was a real winner. What we learned after talking to consumers was this. The environmental message did not turn them toward our product, didn't make them say, I can have artificial or real, but because it's better for the environment, I'm going to pick real. It was the memory making, the, um, the, the the experience messaging. That's what changed their mind. However, we also learned the environmental message made them feel better about it if they did purchase our product. So we use we 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 have kind of a two-step messaging. The environment or the the memory making, the experience message is kind of a number one, and we support it with the environmental message which makes them feel good about the purchase. So you'll learn this when you actually go and ask consumers to kind of rank this stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you were just talking about it, and obviously it's pre-implied in the campaign name, but with artificial trees, have you seen consumers over the years since you started the campaign uh, move away or more to artificial trees? How would you say that has factored
1: in? You know, one of the challenges that our industry has is there really is no, there's no really great place for knowing what the sales are year to year. The National Christmas Tree Association does do a survey of consumers and then they extrapolate it out over the the entire U.S. Um, but a lot of growers look at the numbers that they're reporting and they, they're, they're not really confident in those numbers. Same thing with artificial. There aren't a lot of places to get that actual number um, so you know so, so I, I feel like we're having some success i think it will be some time before we see a big change one thing that we found really interesting the um, consumer survey that we did did just in july our our edit or our public relations firm wanted to have this survey just to kind of get a feel for what might happen this year you know it's going to change everything what what should we expect for the year to come we really got interesting feedback from consumers saying, this is the year they might be switching to real or coming to real. Whether it's, I want something to make my home feel better. We're we're tired of being stuck in this house. We wanna make it feel better. We wanna find a way to celebrate, something we can do with the family. We can make an outside purchase. It feels more comfortably to be shopping in the outdoors versus, you know, all the products that we would buy inside for a whole variety of reasons. Um, So we feel like this might be a, this, in fact, we we sent out a a document that we shared with our industry called the year of the switch. This might be the year of the switch. Um, We will have to wait and see.
0: Definitely. Yeah. And do you say that uh, if that switch does happen, do you think that'll maintain through, future winters for the consumers?
1: You know, we, we really hope so. You know, it's 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 one of those things, you know, your Christmas tree is kind of a habit. Um, rarely do you bounce back and forth, one year one, next year different. You know, if you buy an artificial tree, you invest it. So you're probably gonna stick with it. We all know that. Like, oh, you lose them once and they're gone for several years because they're probably gonna reuse that thing. Um, it's, it's a real battle and so, you know, we hope that once they start that tradition and have the experience and, and the kids get engaged and, and they, they see what it's doing for their family relationship or their relationship with their loved ones, then it really starts to become that tradition that they carry over.
0: After the interview, Miss Gray shared with me their July 2020 Consumer Report, which takes into account just over 2,000 Americans between the ages of 21 and 49 who observe Christmas. And the results of their report were stunning. There was one section of the report dedicated to if slash where consumers will buy their tree this winter compared to previous years given the pandemic. The results are as followed. 7% said that they will be finding a new place to buy their tree this winter. 45% said that they will be looking into the measures in place where they buy their tree usually and uh, take into account how they are protecting the shoppers and workers from COVID and then they'll decide whether or not to go to the same farm as usual. And then 48% said they'll be purchasing their tree from the same place no matter what. Now, the most shocking piece of information about this is that the top reason people find a new place to buy a tree is because they've never bought one before. This is a very impressive statistic. As discussed in our podcast trailer, it can be assumed that a large reason for this is how families are tired of being stuck in their homes, and can see going and cutting down a Christmas tree with the family as a safe and fun trip. Now, the data has spoken, but can an interview with Mr. Foley, a football coach and father of two, back this data up? So, Mr. Foley, starting off, has your family always purchased a real Christmas tree?
2: We have. Growing up as a kid, my family always purchased a real Christmas tree. Um, and then once I was married and started my own family, we have continued to do that uh, every year. So we have n- no no fake trees in my house, all, all real Christmas trees.
0: Nice. So you would say that your experiences at a, as a kid purchasing a, purchasing a Christmas tree influenced you purchasing one now?
2: Yeah, it definitely was was uh, something that uh, that I, that I grew up around and, and enjoyed going to pick one out every every year. I would say as a as a kid, Um, I think we did more uh, go and purchase a tree. We didn't necessarily cut our own cut our own trees down, but we would purchase them um, at a local at a local spot. My wife's family actually, um, when she was a kid, her family um, planted some own grew grew their own Christmas trees on their on their own property and would cut them down. Um, Didn't really didn't really run it as a farm to sell to other to other uh, consumers, but would, would cut their own trees down each year. So then when we started our own family, we, we started doing that. And, and now as our kids have gotten a little bit older, um, we, we go each each December in, uh, in early, one of the weekends in early December and, and, and cut our, cut our
0: tree down. So would you say that when you're purchasing a tree and when you pay for it, are you also, would you say paying for more of like an experience to go out with the family and cut down a tree? Compared to buying the purchase, like purchasing the actual tree,
2: there's no question. It's definitely something that um, that we look at as a family of uh, something fun that we all get to do to do together. In um, in yes, we get a tree uh, that we that we're proud to take home and and put up in our house for uh, for a few weeks in December. Um, but certainly, the experience of going to do it uh, is is a huge part of what we're what we're paying for um, and in what we have fun doing. Absolutely.
0: And then being around other families in your like community, do you get the sense that other families still purchase real trees, or have many other families with young children transitioned to artificial trees?
2: I think it's probably a mix, um, as I just think you know we we have young kids obviously. So we, uh, I'm trying to think of other other families that are have kids around our age, and and I think it's probably a mix um, of of families that. Uh, that certainly go out and, and, and select their own tree and, and pick it. Um, it. It's a conversation that I that I find we end up in kind of every every year at some point in December around Christmas of uh, with with various families of whether they have a real tree or or, or have a um, an artificial tree. Um, so so I know that there's some people on on either side of that, but um, but we're not changing that's for sure.
0: Definitely. And then one final kind of big question. I was speaking last week to a member of the uh, National Promotion for uh, National Christmas Tree Promotion Board, and she was saying that they're in many ways seeing this as the year of the shift where people uh, get back excited for Christmas and purchasing a real tree, post an artificial tree. Would you say that given COVID, um, has that influenced your family's excitement at all to go purchase a Christmas tree and cut one down this year?
2: Yeah, definitely. We were actually talking. Um, we're having we're, we're we're as parents are having to hold our kids off. They're ready to decorate for Christmas right now, um, so we are trying to hold them off until until after Thanksgiving to to start doing that. Um, but we're definitely looking forward. I think we'll probably get it a little bit earlier than we um, than we typically do um, in in not being not having been able to do as many of kind of the the typical family things that we like to do over the over the course of a year. Um, going out and cutting down a tree and, and, and picking out a tree is one of the things that we certainly can still do. So, um, so it's definitely something that, that we're looking forward to. Uh, and it's coming up soon.
0: While no one knows for sure, the data and interviews point towards the fact that we are in the year of the shift when it comes to real Christmas trees. With that being said, I guess we'll have to wait until Christmas to see whether this really is the year of the shift. Thank you again to Miss Gray and Mr. Foley for giving me their thoughts on the upcoming Christmas tree season. And be sure to tune in next time to Balsam Analysis with Aiden White.